Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Junk Time Mafia podcast for round 16, 2023. We're coming to you from Wayne Jackson Studios and Rod Carter Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain and joining me is man who has had his MCC membership revoked. It is Adam Rosenbachs. It's dark days, Michael. It's very dark days. Uh, and I, th- I don't want to mislead the Junk Time fans out there who know that I've been desperately waiting for one MCC membership at the Melbourne Cricket club at remember, the MCG. Yeah, I remember maybe 20 years ago, one kindly member out of the goodness of their heart signed mm. your form for you to, yes. to uh, re- represent as a representation of the club to yes. show that you're a man of good honour and good faith. Yes. <laughs> and they've regretted that ever since, that, that, uh, that delightful person. But not many people know I was a member of the Marlebone Cricket Club over at uh, Lords in London. And I was over there, obviously... Uh, when they when the ashes are on, they fly me over because they're like, Rosie, you're fucking one of the greats in the long room. We love you here. Oh, yeah. This is going to oh, be great. Yeah. And things got a little testy uh, during the game. Obviously, the Johnny Bairstow uh, stumping, legitimate as it was, uh, set all the Englanders off. And it's amazing how when there's a little bit of to and fro between the two countries, mm-hmm. they just get really ticky touch with, with all the kind of rules that go around the MCC. Yeah, like okay. they said to me... And I had it revoked because they said that my VB singlet didn't have a collar. Oh, the ticky touchwood. Mate, I have worn, do you know how often I have worn that in there and sat there with all the guys <laughs> from like um, Oxford and Cambridge uh-huh. and we laughed about it, Michael. Yep. We laughed. Yep. Uh, it's absolutely disgraceful. I'm behind you. If you need to protest or anything, if you mm, need, if you, you need to run on the ground and throw orange powder onto the pitch at any stage, I will be right behind you. They said that my boater hat was not allowed to have two beer cans on either <laughs> side of it with straw coming out of it. And you just go, when did this rule come in? I don't know about this shit. I'm sure you were there going, the beer's warm. Don't worry, the beer is warm. Yeah, I'm doing what you people want. They said that I can't do a shoey. With pims. Oh, now, what no. kind of? What kind, I don't want to be a part of a stuffy club that doesn't allow you <laughs> to do a shoey with pims. I Draconian. mean, come on, <laughs> draconian rules. And also, I don't know whether you know this, but once it uh, gets overcast over in London and the lights come on at, at Lords, it's only mid-strength pims available. Oh no, oh no. I, I mean, we all dream of uh, cricket fans going to Lords, but if they're the, ah. the, if they're the kind of dark ages rules that they have, it's, it's no fun at all. There's not even any chicken salt to put on your pheasant. <laughs> like, I don't want to be a part of this bullshit fucking club that they've got anymore. Oh, dude, dude. Wasn't it beautiful, though? Wasn't it just beautiful? I, I binged on the footage yesterday, and even the, there was newer footage actually out today, but just watching yes. the members in the long room just lose their fucking minds, it was absolutely glorious. And also, too, because you just know that um, the stuffiness of some of those blokes who, uh, you know, come from 
the absolute top of the aristocracy yeah. who have never had a thing go wrong in their lives. Yeah. Like the worst thing that happened is like a great great grandfather passed away and didn't leave a whole estate to them. Yeah, sure. And so when that thing has happened, and especially from a penal colony, <laughs> like they've gone, fuck these, you know, fuck them. They've, they've just, and you could just imagine them getting all wound up and the fucking red wine bubbling oh, to their fucking nose. Red in their face and just thinking yeah. their jowls just fucking swaying in the air. Like, yeah, it was just beautiful. jiggling. It was so fantastic. Um, what did you think of the actual run out though? Like I, I, I mean, it's all fair. It's all fair. Like it's like you know, the spirit of the game gets bandied around when oh, you're not on top. Okay. So I'll now, tell you what's not the spirit of the game, and that's sandpapering half a ball. Okay, yeah, I get sure. that. That one, fair enough. But yep. the fact that the Poms and Johnny Besto himself had done that to Manus Labuschagne. Two days earlier. Like 48 hours earlier. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's like, like <laughs> this is disgraceful. Uh, yeah. But we did try to do it two days ago as well. You know who they kind of remind me of? The, the sort of all the, you know, the people whinging about it. They sound like Eddie Maguire when things didn't go his way. Because yeah. remember there was a couple of years ago when he was president and it was like, Ooh, we don't want to, what if we have to play in a way um, preliminary final and all this. And he kind of lost his mind and Bucks was like, oh, we don't care where we play, you know. It, it's not a problem. We, yeah. It may not come up, you know, and the team that would have hosted the prelim lost anyway, so it wasn't an issue, but he just fucking lost his mind. There's a very good comparison, Eddie Maguire, and it's also mm. that cricket kind of comparison. Like, you know, when we take the catch, it's a catch. When they yep. take the catch, it's not a catch. Like that, this mm. whole Eddie's modus operandi. Yeah. Um, I've been to Lords. I've told you that, haven't I? You've been to a game, haven't you? I've been to Lords and did the tour there, yep. but I didn't go to a game. So when did you do the tour? Uh, I reckon it was like 2000 or 2001. That new sort of space capsule-looking yep, media centre was, was brand new yeah, when sure. I went. Sure, yeah. I've done the tour a couple of times, and I went to a game there for the Ashes in 2009. So, yeah, due to my... Um, Elite status. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you get reciprocal rights. So I went to four days of the test over there and we lost. And and were you in the long room? For day three, I think, my brother and dad and my mum and I went into the long room. And what did you wear? Did you wear, like, did you just wear your Xavier uh, uniform? <laughs> just like a fucking complete No, no, I wore, I, I wore my Hawthorne retro jumper. Yeah, good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, I wore my brother's suit and my brother's probably about... Four inches taller than me, so okay. it was just kind of it looked a bit funny, but yeah. um, but it was cool. Like you kind of felt like you were um, spies, like as the players came in. So I think Australia was batting, and um, my brother and I were kind of leaning over, kind of like whispering, kind of going, "Go, Ricky, come, mate, come, punter." It is an interesting thing, though, for the players to have to walk through. Yeah, uh, you know, to walk through the crowd. Like, can you imagine? If the AFL benches were like yeah. eight rows back yeah. in the members, yeah, so yeah. the players have got to go through there and you just be like, you'd be absolutely giving it to them. Well, someone told me, and this could be a cricket fact without notice or, or uh, merit, but um, someone told me when Hayden and Langer walked out in the 05 series, there were no ropes and they basically kind of had to kind of fight their way through. No, like I believe that's game. true. I believe yeah. the ropes was only a new thing and probably a post-COVID kind of thing just to keep people away from each other. Well, there were ropes back then, so that was 09, yeah. Okay. So, but no, it was cool. I remember... Um, uh, the th- the one feeling I remember was that when an Australian would go out, it would really hurt. 
Like, yeah, okay. Like, really you're surrounded hurt? by fuckwits. And that's, it took me, like, for it to happen, like, three times before I realised, oh, yeah. I've never been at a game where we haven't been the team. You know, when Australia goes out the MCG, it's dead quiet. Yeah. Um, but unless, like, you know, like, India's... Oh, I mean, India I've, I've been to many games in uh, Chittagong in Bangladesh, but obviously you don't. <laughs> you don't travel to those subjugated countries. You prefer to go to the motherland. <laughs> um, so it dawned on me. But then I actually got talking to a bloke sitting next to me. I think I've told this story on the pod before, but I got talking to a bloke um, sitting next to me and his dad was the tour manager for Australia for years. Okay. And so he said, you know, in the 50s or 60s, whatever, he said dad would leave for like four months and come to England and do the tour. And then actually the Queen came out to present, to, to um, do a show of Pim's. <laughs> and and um, she loved it. She came out, and met the players, and um, uh, and he said, "I've got a photo at home of my dad introducing the Queen to the Australian cricket team, like from nineteen, you know, sixty whatever." And then I found out his full name. His name was Dowling, and I was like, "Oh, not the Dowling Cup, the Dowling Shield, Dowling yeah. Shield, yeah, really." So he's it's named after him, which I played in the under sixteens for Hawthorne Glen Waverley, and Jonathan Brown played. Um, fun Jonathan Brown fact, but uh, yes. but I was like, fuck, that's a weird, you know, connection. But okay, so you talk about um, you know, the players having to go through the crowds, and uh, it just reminded me of like you know when you see nineteen fifties grand finals at the MCG, and the crowd were on the boundary. Like, yeah, yeah. If you haven't yeah. seen it, it's like they were to the boundary line, and I wonder. What was the incident that happened? Was there like a, a child that had his face raked with some stops? Like, how, I don't know, how, how did they, they stop? Yeah. How did they stop it? Like, when did they go, you know what? You know that guy who fucking punched the player when he fell into the crowd and just gave him a little bit of a cheeky underneath fucking bang? Because, you know, like you've seen like Shaq, like jump into the crowd. Like when. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Like, surely that happened many times in a VFL game. And then well, also. They were on the actual boundary line. Yeah. Like, of course, the ball would have hit them. There was no throw ins. Back. Was it? No, there were throw-ins back then, wasn't it? There was imagine. no out in the full. Yeah, I mean, this is uh, this competition that only until recently realised maybe we should put up nets when the players are kicking yeah. goals <laughs> um, before the game. But then even I remember one of the little facts that came out of a comedy festival show this year was that when uh, I think it was fifty-seven when they brought in the Premiership Cup, and yep. neither of the captains were told what they were going to be given. They were told go into the members and go up about twenty rows, and you'll be given a lasting memento. And that was the cup. So that was the first time they got. But oh, so it wasn't handed out on the ground no. like it is now. So imagine if, like, you know, last year, like, Joel Selwood just ran into the crowd to go and get the cup. He'd be like, fucking all over him. <laughs> <laughs> He's not getting back out there. I'll tell you what uh, pulls bigger crowds than the MCG in the 50s. And that's the Junk Time Live show. Oh, my God, the Junk Time Live show. It's going to go absolutely off this year, Adam. It's that uh, Sunday, September 3 at 4 p.m. at Morris House, formerly the European Beer Cafe. They've yep. done a number on it. They've spruced it up, given it a little They really have. And we're going to be talking to some of the names of names of this great game. And uh, there, was cracking, there was cracking events. We always have a great time. And yeah, so we have, uh, you know, we have some irons and some fires and some fingers and some pies. We're gonna <laughs> get some. We're gonna get some great names for you, junk timers. But uh, it's just, you know, you know, it always takes a few weeks before it falls into place. But make sure you grab your tickets. It's going to be great. Go to trybooking.com, uh, type in junk time, and you'll find us there. It's uh, it's going to be a fun afternoon. Yeah, it's going to be really cool. I reckon. They always I'll tell you what was a fun afternoon. Ugh, here we go. The footy on Sunday. <laughs> oh, God. It's good to be back in the winner's circle, Michael. I mean, when you can beat a side that's desperately trying to tank uh-huh. and the Gold Coast at the MCG two games running, I mean, that just says 
back in town. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Mm. Now, I, I um, just due to work, I actually didn't get to watch the game, which it sounds good by the fact that we had kicked the total of five points by half time. Mm. Um, what is your feeling as a Carlton supporter? Because I talked to a couple of Carlton supporters over the last day. Uh, well, one actually, friend of the show, yeah. Dave Hughes, and um, did it feel like a win? Did it feel like any kind of improvement? Or did you just kind of go uh, like, oh, okay. Yes, I mean, there, there was improvement because they were just moving the ball a bit quicker as they did against Gold Coast. But you just can't. You, I mean, we beat West Coast by 110 points, you yeah. know. And Hawthorne are just not a quality side. They didn't have James Sicily. So it's kind of, it's really hard to get a gauge against them. Yeah, you know? sure. We are actually, uh, we are a team that desperately needs Sicily. Like, it's so noticeable when he's not there. Yeah, I know. It's, it's not many sides that have one player that goes out that can really fuck up, you know, your yeah. whole sort of um, structure. But when yeah. Sicily's not there, yeah. and if he wasn't such a thug, he'd be there a lot more often, I guess. Well, yeah, I mean, he, hold, he basically holds down the back line. I mean, he got 40 yeah. touches a few weeks ago. And I'm still actually trying to work out, we never talked about this, I'm still actually trying to work out, what did he do wrong to get suspended? Was that a noticeable suspension for you? Like, I just found, like, he tackled a guy and then another player also crashed into the player. Yeah, I think because uh, he was so heavily concussed and they brought out the cart and then the cart left the ground and then, uh, you know. And you know what the worst thing for Sicily was? And he didn't know that he'd knocked the bloke out. But, you know, he did that little push in the back that they do when yeah. the opposition. The, when the opposition player has given away a free kick to the umpire when holding the ball and he kind of had to go over and whistle like seven times because McCluggage was unconscious to yeah. be like, you fucking held it, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you held it. Hey, hey. Just rubbing his foot up against his head, well, trying you, to wake him up. You know what apparently happened with the cart there? Is that they didn't call for the cart, and the cart guy no, took no. off. Bloke's gone early. He's fucking... Yeah. But he's sitting there, he's, so he would be on that does cart he get, Does all he get day. paid, like, per trip? And he's yeah. like, <laughs> extra, like an Uber driver. extra time working on a Sunday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, he uh, put a surge charging. <laughs> he fucking went early. But also, he, he's so bored. He's just like... He's seen someone unconscious just going, I'm out there, mate. I'm fucking into this. I wonder about that. You know how you have the, the St. John's Ambulance people there at the game? I wonder if they're yeah. kind of like going, Ugh, there's nothing to do, which is a good thing. But also, do you, do you just want someone to have a heart attack? Like, just kind of liven up the day? Do they... So, there, there's the ones that kind of sit in the race that you see, but do they attend just the punters who might, you know, just say you've scoffed like nine pies because yeah, they're yeah. only $2. Like I know there's, there's a particular spot at the G, like you see them in a the room there, like a, you know, they've got the a medical room kind of set up for, what would they be? People maybe have a fall, maybe people have a bit too much to drink, but I don't really, don't think I've ever seen anyone passed out at the footy. Apart from you. Um, <laughs> with Ray, with Rage. But uh, maybe it's just a bit like a sick bay. When you're not yeah, feeling well, you yeah. go there and you have a bit of a chat. They give you a, a shitty woolen blanket. If yeah. you pissed yourself, they give you the piss pants like they did in primary school. Hey, can I talk about the MCG briefly? You love the MCG, mate. Uh, mate it's the home of cricket, home of football. Mm. Um, I uh, managed to get tickets to Tay-Tay. And um, I'm sorry you if that did. Makes people jealous. I apologise for doing that. But it was so does this mean you're no longer a Gunners man and you're now a Tay-Tay fan? Well, you're a Swifty. I'm, apparently I'm going to Tay-Tay now. So it was it was not a horrific ordeal, but I, I didn't have to go through Ticket Tech. So Adam, oh, here we go. Here <laughs> we go. It's not a horrific ordeal. People are already going, oh, this fucking bloke. As if we couldn't hate him enough already. Keep going, mate. Keep going. I was about to tell you, this is another benefit that will come to you. Oh in a couple God. of years' time, when you get oh no. when you get brought through their doors, I actually genuinely 
I'm, go- I'm coming with you when you go to the members for the first time. Uh, I'm watching you eat your first crepe in the members. <laughs> <laughs> and drinking out of glass. I'll be like, what's this? So, uh, what goes full on Full strength. Oh, yeah. I've, got to, I've got to only have a couple. Um, so, uh, obviously, my niece is uh, mad about Tay-Tay. Uh, mm-hmm. They were trying everything. And then I got an email from the MCC saying they'll have a pre-sale of their own. So, this was last Wednesday, I think. Okay, so, okay, just to that. Now, yeah. I don't know if you know the answer to that. But do Tay-Tay fans, because obviously uh, they're going to be in the MCC yeah. watching Taylor perform, do they have to wear with their, like, if they're wearing, no, like, a no. little angel outfit, they don't have to wear a collar? No, so my my ticket for Gunners last year was in the members, but it was, like, rock up in shorts and thongs or whatever. Like, no, so, actually, I actually don't but actually... But, I mean, you know, Slash wears a top hat, so it actually kind of works. <laughs> Actually, tell you what, actually at Gunners, like someone fired up some weed, and, um, which I imagine hasn't been done at the MCG for a very long time, or not very often. Um, not the members. Uh, and so obviously I had them arrested. I mean, you can't have that. <laughs> Absolutely. But I do have tickets for it, on, but I don't actually know where the tickets are, like the B Reserve or something, But so I'm not sure where they are. But and um, and you're, you're going to go? I'm going, yeah, so I'm obligated to go. Okay, um, and you said it was a particularly painless experience to get these well, tickets. It was about an the, hour the and a half. most sought-after tickets in the country last week. It was about an hour and a half. Okay, okay, I, okay, okay. Everyone might be thinking I'm a fucking arsehole right now, but Mason Cox yeah. is going as well, okay? So, fuck you. Um, do you think he didn't fucking pull some strings to get into the fucking game? Anyway, so imagine what happens is that part of the deal is the MCG goes, give us 3,000 tickets yep, and we can non-sell them ourselves, you know? Yeah, and okay. So I got a call from my sister. She was like, oh, I heard like you maybe got an email about pre-sale. And I was like, oh, yeah, I did. I just deleted it. And she was like, oh, no, can you forward it to us and stuff like that. And anyway, I jumped on because I was like, you know. Um, so I just had to type in your membership number. And the that, I mean, Ticketek was obviously shitting itself. But um, uh, this MCG website was shitting itself as well. Yeah. Um, and then I was reading things like people were getting their mates' membership numbers and just, you know pumping them in so they get tickets all that kind of stuff um and so i got through like about three times where i was like typing in names and then it would crash when you get to the kind of the next click to the next um page and then eventually i got in and i fucking was shaking i was like (laughs) had two nieces melting down in melbourne and i put in the thing i but that you get you could get a ticket and then there were two options for there was a uh package yeah package so it was like drinks and nibbles in like a jim stein's bar and yeah. then there was a dinner at a dining room <laughs> and so i was like and they added like a hundred are you, are you, for real they yeah, were yeah for sure yeah and it added like a hundred bucks to the ticket yeah and yeah. so i was like i was like i'm going to target the packages because i don't think people are going to go for them as much so i just kept on clicking on them and then apparently and who doesn't want a chicken and rabbit well that's the fucking thing that's the fucking thing like it's so apparently i'm going for dinner in the members' dining room with my nieces uh, before watching Tay-Tay shake it off. Yeah. I can understand why people will um, struggle to buy homes in Australia because they drop a fucking bomb on Tay-Tay tickets <laughs> for their nieces. But yeah, so I know people who paid up to like 900 bucks for uh, tickets. Oh, by, by, by the time the, the concert comes around, like, I mean, you'll be making a profit because you'll be out the front scalping. But like, Mate, they'll be going for like... Fucking, uh, I just, as soon as you announced the tour, it was like Christmas for me. <laughs> 
and especially because it's just after Christmas, so I can really jack up the prices sure. around, you know, sure. 20th, 21st of December. Maybe even Christmas Eve is when I'll really cash in and go, yeah. do you really want to be a good parent or not? Yeah. I mean, it's up to you, mate. <laughs> i got these tickets. Eight grand cash, of course, just straight direct cash. Well, my brother was talking to someone I think he works with or something, and I, they, I think they knew someone had paid 30 grand for, I think, for four tickets for um, the Fuck. giant stadium in New York, the concert there. Was it? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, Having said that, okay, so what would I, uh, to, to secure a Carlton grand final Well, uh, you, ticket, I, 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 I actually gave tickets to mates um, for 2014 because... Um, my friend didn't need them anymore. They got into a box or something, and yep. I and they were 350. Uh, 350 for I reckon like maybe a Ford Pocket on grand level. Okay. So that's what nearly 10 years ago now. So I actually don't know if that would even be considered like the top ticket. Surely top ticket you'd want maybe second level on the wing. Would that be right? Yeah, I would have thought so. And that that would have to set you back at least 1500 bucks now. I reckon. Yeah, so it'd be massive. And yeah, if I so knew that Carlton were going to win it, so I would pay that. And so what you're getting for like a three-hour, fifteen-minute show? She does 44 hits, and um, bloody hell, probably 44 costume changes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so and and you get a show too. Like Gunners was like songs, but like you know a background, a, comp- a screen kind of changing you know images. But like Tay Tay, you actually get. Costumes and dancers and you know special guests and yeah okay well know. I'm I'm going to see in October I'm going to see a band at the Bendigo Hotel in Johnson Street in Collingwood for uh, thirty bucks yeah. so I, I get I get what the Swifties are on about we're we're both living the same we're both living our best lives yeah for sure man you have to sleep out the front of Bass to get those tickets mate the tickets are sold out if you don't mind you <laughs> go and see Mind Snare so don't don't fucking mock one of the Australia's best metal bands so can I tell you about the email I got the next day from the MCG okay so, so this is after you've got your I've got tickets. my tickets you're, I actually you're an called, owner I called, you're I actually before I called my nieces and said that we've got tickets I actually called my credit card company and said my credit card company and said um, can I just confirm a payment and they went yep X amount went to the MCC and I was like doesn't say what for does it and they're like, no. And I'm like, good. And then um, <laughs> then I called my niece and said, we've got it. Because they didn't believe me until... Well, I hadn't told them. And anyway, I did... Okay, how exci- now, okay on a level of zero to ten, how excited were they? I think they were... How, how old are they first? How old are they? Uh, 14 and uh, 12. Okay, so w- right in the wheelhouse of losing your fucking mind. Yeah, I feel like they might have been a bit overwhelmed by it all. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's good. And a bit kind of... So that's like, like a 12 out of 10. So kind of calm. You know, but a bit overwhelmed. But also, uh, same thing is that my, um, I think my niece, my niece was told, I, she went to Harry Styles earlier this year and said okay. it was the greatest. Oh, fuck, it's a big year. Said it was the greatest night of her life. Um, and then um, she said her whole school was there. And yeah, right, apparently, right. no one got tickets to Tay Tay this year. So okay. So you're saying that a lot of, be like a lot of 14 to 16 year olds there. I'm just, uh, sorry, I'm just thinking out loud. I need to stock up on Nangs to sell outside the concert. But that's, yeah, sure. I'll just make a note well, of that I, and I, come I back think to more, it. I think more vapes would be the go for you. Like for I've that, got heaps of that audience. Heaps of yeah. uh, blueberry and mint yeah, ready think, to roll. I think the vaping's all the go for that, that world now. Um, but anyway, so Tay Tay's doing Saturday and Friday. Yep. I got tickets for the Saturday, I think. Anyway, can I read this email I got the next day from the MCG? Please. Okay. So, hi, Michael. Hmm. Would have preferred, sir. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> paid a lot of money, guys. Uh, yeah. Thank you for booking into the members' dining room for Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour at the MCG. Now, okay. 
What are you thinking when you hear these words? Unfortunately. Oh, God. Yeah, unfortunately. Due to the unprecedented demand for the Friday and Saturday shows, mm. these functions have been oversubscribed. So now I'm thinking, okay, we're out. We're fucking out. And out. Oh, no, no. I reckon I would have thought that you'd just been bumped from the dining room. Okay. You've still got okay, your okay. ticket. I'm thinking we're out now, Still, though, you never want to read, unfortunately, in a confirmation uh, email. Well, let me read this then. We are sorry. Oh, God. To inform you that your booking is one of those that was processed after capacity had already been reached. Okay, so you're still thinking maybe it's tickets? I'm now thinking I'm going to have to call my nieces and tell them we're not going. Oh, fuck. You would have. I'm already you could fucking have recorded that going, call. How am I fucking going to have to do that? Yeah. And it says we apologize for the inconvenience. Okay. Now, here it takes a turn. But don't fret, you were still going to Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour, at the MCG. And I'm like, okay, put that yeah. at the fucking start! <laughs> yeah, that put should that be your subject line. What are you fucking doing? You've taken me through a fucking ordeal where I'm going to have two crying <laughs> nieces in front of me. Mm. And you've got this fucking line here. You are still going. This morning, it was announced that the third Taylor Swift Tour has been confirmed for the MCG for Sunday to Oni Payne. And so we're going to the Sunday. We got bumped to the Sunday. I'm like, oh, put, put they that changed your, they put, changed yeah, your day. They changed the day. I don't care. I don't give a fuck. I'm still going to Tay-Tay. But put that fucking good news at the top. You know when you're like, yeah. my mum will do this. She'll be like, oh, so-and-so's in the hospital. They they were going for a walk. And I think it was mm. Thursday. It might have been Friday. Anyway, car came. I'm like, get to the end. Are they okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I need the good bit. Fucking hell, MCG fucking organisers. Fucking change your email style, please. Well, uh, it's probably done by some, you know, crusty old eighty-four-year-old who doesn't quite know what he's doing. Yeah. So he's just put it th- put it together. Yeah, sure. He's Doris, like, uh, should I put should I write this? And she's like, absolutely, you should, Walter. Yeah. He's like, well, Taylor Swift. Well, I remember there's a Swift who played <laughs> for England in 1933. <laughs> now, I tell you who wants to make things exciting uh, this year is the AFL wants to uh, bring a bit of a razzle dazzle. Yep. To the draft, Michael. They've seen how the NFL do it, and they've seen how the NBA do it. I actually don't know how the MLB do it. I actually never really never watched one of their drafts. Um, oh, they don't have one. I imagine. No, I, I would think they do. I know the uh, NHL has a draft, the hockey, so why wouldn't the MLB have one? Okay, yeah, sure. Yeah, but they want to bring, bring, bring a bit of razzle-dazzle because they, mm. they, they seem to think that when they did it in the Zoom era, um, they quite enjoyed that. And we've all seen these images as well for the men's and the women's game. Like, you know, yeah. the family's around, uh, their number gets called out, they all um, jump on each other, they all hug each other. Uh, yeah, I've, it's I've exciting. A, I have a fond memory when Jack Silvani got drafted and um, yep. mum was there, dad was, was dad there? Dad picked yeah, him. Yeah, he was there. Yeah, and I um, think they cut to him at home because he was like third round, so it wasn't the opening night of sure. the draft. And I think Serge might have been there as well. And, um, yeah, he was. And one thing I take away from that was that Jack Silvani and I at the time, owned the same T-shirt. And I wow. reckon there's probably a strong probability that both of our mums bought it <laughs> for us. <laughs> but see, okay, so it's interesting that they want... they. I think they like what the uh, the NBA players wear, right? So they're very renowned for, you know, getting really dressed up. Yeah. And a lot of their suits, it looks like two blokes that have come back... or uh, They look like a bunch of blokes that have come back from Vietnam and found a tailor. Yeah, sure, gone, sure. Yeah, yeah, let's get that for $16. Yeah. It's fucking awesome. And then when you get back, you're like, that is a shit suit, mate. Yeah, that looks yeah. fucking highly flammable. 
and doesn't breathe. And there's a lot of kind of emotive phone calls to parents and, you know, yes. my mama and all that kind of stuff. And then also and also there's the crowd there as well. So, you know, was it Roger Goodall in the NFL? Like it's yep. pantomime where as soon as he walks out everybody starts booing. Yep. Or from you know, I think they if you know, if you do it in New York and, you know, a Philly player comes out, everyone starts booing and the Philly player's yeah. like, Yeah, we just won the Super Bowl and they're going, <laughs> Which I actually would enjoy, actually. But they go, we want more friends there, more more friends of the draftees. Because I, I think everybody can agree, um, when you go to any kind of function, you think to yourself, <laughs> can we get more 18-year-olds in this place? <laughs> and also, like, there's one guy who's trying to be professional and all his mates are just there <laughs> riding his coattails. Yeah, they're, they're thinking like, oh, fuck, you, you're now making 90 grand a year. Fucking hell, buy me a Ferrari. (laughs) (laughs) That's fucking party time. You can put all our multis on. Well, it's just like like you're buying drinks for the next year, aren't you? Like all your mates are are making, you know, three bucks. And it's like, yeah, you're you're shouting the bar, aren't you? But it's a bit weird that they go, um, you know, we want them uh, to, you know, uh, put where, because they said we don't want to see polos. We're sick of the kind of, you know, the the club polos that they are forced to wear. And they want them to, you know... um, Put a bit more pizzazz into it, but then they shut that down at the Brownlow a few years ago, like 15 years ago, when they go, "It's black tie. We just can't handle people in white suits oh, and right. alligator alligator skin shoes." I think Dimitri was going to stand at the door and say, "Yeah, um, you're not allowed in." Yeah, I think because there were some really rank suits that came through, and they just went, "This is fucking terrible." I think so they went black tie, shuts it down. Maybe Brody Holland might have been. I think one. you're right. Brody Holland, I was about to say, comes to mind, and maybe wearing something a bit wild and out there. Yeah, I actually I prefer that. But yeah, but what are you going to get? Like, well, so these people are 18, and yeah. they don't have the the. I mean, an NBA and NFL like they're older, like they're 21 or whatever. And but also they don't have that American pizzazz. Like you know, put a microphone in front of an 18 year old who has just you know been drafted number one. And it's like, um, you know. Uh, good, I reckon. <laughs> you know, like, you know, yeah, it's uh, anyway, give it a crack, AFL. Hey, hey, come to us and we can jazz it up, mate. We'll fucking make it work. Make I reckon if we hosted it, yeah, if we hosted it, and if you make us the official betting sponsor, make Junk Bet the official sponsor of the um event. Alrighty, alrighty, you want to, you want to, <laughs> you want to get it happening? If we get, if we get, it. It, if we can get a, a few MCC members in there, just kind of liven up the, the mood. Well, why does it have to be held in Melbourne? It, uh, it's eighteen-year-olds. Let's hold it at schoolie. Oh, perfect! Love it, love it. Coming you get to a you. player who comes up. And he's been drafted, you know, he's been drafted pick 84. And yeah. you're like, fuck, he seems happy. He's hugging everyone. He's drinking a lot of water. What the <laughs> fuck's going on with this kid? And he's like, oh, fucking, oh, this, this is awesome. Who, who am I playing for? And they're like, oh, mate, I think your, your eyes are really dilated. You must be really happy. He's like, I'm the happiest I've ever been. I have been for 48 hours. And like every, because they've been having such a good time at the Gold Coast, like every yeah. player is desperately sad when they don't get picked up by the Suns. <laughs> it's like, you go into the reigning premiers of 2023. Ah, yeah. fuck! I want to go to the Goldie. I want to stay here. I want to stay on Cavill Avenue, mate. It's yeah, mate. party time deal. <laughs> they got jugs down the road for seven bucks. Yeah. Uh, okay, AFL, then. The, we've thrown down the gauntlet. We host yeah. it. It's at the Goldie. And yeah. um, no drug testing. <laughs> No drug testing, and, and Michael and I are particularly well known as uh, two of their favourite toolies. Mm-hmm. So we're like the, the kids know us. We're on so a first name basis with a lot of the t- a lot of the kids. Yeah, up yeah, there. yeah. So it's not like it's going to be a shock to their system when they <laughs> see us up there. Show us rocking up to the hotel room. 
Yeah, exactly. What are you two doing here? Uh, sh- uh, this is for the draft. Don't ask <laughs> it for anything else. Now, I did a gig on the weekend, uh, oh, Michael, yeah. and you know what? I-, I love going back to grassroots footy. You know me, mate. I'm a man of the people. You are. You are. You, to- you tell me how you I am. I am. And I went back to the, uh, I went to the Maribyrnong Park Footy Club, uh, which is in the EDFL, the Essendon District, uh-huh. Essendon District Football League. They were playing... Uh, Avondale Heights, which was uh, Matthew Lloyd's uh, yep. uh, team. Yep. And so they were playing. It was basically I did a gig, a function, uh, the president's lunch. I just did a, a spot there yep. as a part of that. And what I love is uh, I was talking to the my friend who's the president of it. And basically this game was to see whether or not it was pretty much the relegation cup. Like, Oh, really? They relegate, do they? Yeah, yeah. You go down. It's over in A grade. They go down to B grade. Ugh. And obviously B grade come up. Oh, the, oh you both, lose that. You lose that. Um Television money going down to big. Yeah, you do. You really do. You lose that. You lose that sweet um, Mooney Valley leader money. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, that webcast money. <laughs> yeah. And so I, I was talking to the, the 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 guy during the week, the president, and he was like, "Oh, we're just going to have a buffet um, sort of buffet food, not seated table. Everyone goes up, gets it, sits back down." Sure. And I've never seen that before. A buffet at a, like a local footy event. Usually, it's kind of you know they'll bring out the roast on the table and yeah, stuff. Yeah, sure. But what I love is just when you go, you know how many people are coming, you know how much they're going to eat. They're all ex-footballers who love to fucking eat. And the last two tables to get up, there was no food oh, for them. No. And you're just like, oh, fuck. So then they kind of smashed out a couple of palmers for them and they were like, no, they're a little bit underdone. You rush, you rush through your yeah, palmers. Sure, so these sure. blokes are uh, not, not excited to see Rosie get up. But, um, but it was a fun gig. It was really fun. Unfortunately, how's this? They were leading at three-quarter time and then they got run over in the last oh, quarter. Really? So the chances are that they could be relegated. And how shit would you feel as like, you know, you're a suburban coach, you're doing everything you can. You probably, I imagine it gets paid, but not much. And what do you reckon like for that? Like, uh, like f- five grand? Like, what do you, what do you? Re- for the year? Yeah. Like, do you reckon? Uh, I was going to say a little bit more than that. I was Is thinking like maybe where, 500 bucks a uh, game. Are you paying entry to get in? Are you... Uh, no, you're not paying entry to get in, but I think they have a salary cap or a point system. So if you have an AFL player or ex-AFL player listed, yep. it costs you a certain amount of points. So players are getting paid? I think so. Yeah, but sure. I don't okay. know. Yeah, oh, well, more than five know. grand then if it's players are getting paid. Yeah. Yes. But I had a footballer in real life uh, happen after that, and I was walking out, and I was like, uh, just before halftime, I was like, I'm going to bail. You know, I've seen enough local footy for, for my time. And... As I was leaving, I ran into former Carlton player Luke Livingston. Okay. Yeah. So he's very renowned around Carlton circles. He's the player that we picked up when John Elliott kind of went Aaron Hamill and Aaron yep. Hamill left the club. Yep. The pick that we got for Aaron Hamill was pick four and we used that on Luke Livingston, who was a like a fullback who didn't last very long at the club and has not spoken in glowing terms. When you say you bumped into him, did you talk to him or...? Yeah, yeah, I had a chat to him. He was talking to the president as I was on the uh, yep, way out, yep. and we had a quick chat. He was lovely. He was a really nice guy. What but I kind of didn't recognise him straight away, and he's like, oh, this is Luke Livingston. And in my head, I'm like, I don't think I've ever th- said anything positive about you yeah, in my sure, life. Yeah, sure, at the weird. ground, yeah. I, was yeah. Elliot, was it that Hamill had signed a contract and he was asking for, he got a lot, or was it he was in negotiations and wanted a lot? Was that the, I think the so. Job? I think he was in negotiations. And Aaron Hamill was absolutely flying for Carlton. Yeah. And that kind of and he was one of those players that, you know, um, you want around the club. He was a really good clubman. Uh-huh. And so for him to leave was just a bit like, oh, this is not good for the culture. Yeah, sure. Okay, gotcha. 
Yeah, <laughs> and and keeping John Elliott was. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and everything Carlton has done ever since has gone really well yeah. for us. So no, it was a good move. It's actually interesting because I went my football in real life last year when I had um, uh, last week when I had Jared McVeigh. Uh, uh, to recap, I was uh, catching the light rail down to Disney Studios, and so I got on at Central Station to get off at Moore Park. And we joked that I found it strange that Jared didn't get on, and then I <laughs> saw him like yep. two minutes later. Got it, kind of on the at the, at the stop, like in the light rail. He kind of got on the next one as such. And you made the point that um, you know he probably was frightened that I was going to talk to Spooked. him because yeah. maybe I'd done a double take. Yeah, but then I kind of I thought about it a bit more, and I maybe agree. Like maybe he did think that I was going to be a you know, weirdo and have a chat to him, which I wasn't going to do. Because yeah. he captain of a 2012 grand final team, so those wounds have not yet healed, Adam. <laughs> but it did make me think, because he was in the full Sydney Swans tracksuit. Mm. And I was like, it, it's kind of, it, maybe it's a bit of an indictment on how football is up in Sydney. But literally the captain of the premiership team from 10 years ago was standing at in the centre of town, at in a full Sydney Swans tracksuit, and yeah, no yeah. one so was what, what, looking at him. So what you're saying is, if Luke Hodge was getting on the tram, a tram at Flinders Road, Street, no Glenfree Road, yeah, he wouldn't be able to get on that tram. Yeah, in a Hawthorne tracksuit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I just kind of struck me. I was like, oh fuck, like maybe no one generally does not give a fuck here about football, and you know, I mean, it has been forty years, but um, or or maybe it's like. The Swans have 50,000 fans and just all of oh, them yeah. go. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Do you find, so when you go out... But then um, a friend made a point, like, um, he was like, well, it's like, you know, Cameron Smith walking down the street in Melbourne. Yeah, that's and you a good go, point, actually. Well, actually, yeah, he's, you know, um, a lot of people wouldn't know he, who he was, yeah. Do you find a lot of people, because you're obviously um, located at Rod Carter Studios at the moment, do you find a lot of people... Or the less people talk about AFL around, you know, the office water cooler kind of chat. Oh, uh, there's no sport talk at all. Yeah, like yeah. um, um, I've, yeah, I, the only t- people I talk can talk footy with are people who are from a footy state. And apart yes. from that, like actually, a bit of cricket obviously yesterday around the office, but um, no one's ever like, ah, oh, did you see, you know, West Tigers last night? Yeah, never What's hear that the at point all. Point of living up there. Yeah, interesting. You fools. Hey, I got a football in real life from Ed. Was walking my dog around Kyneton Oval this week, only to hear someone say, Chappie! Turned around and hitting a 40-metre pass laced out to the Kyneton Football Club player was none other than Paul Chapman, the oh, there you go. 2009 Norm Smith medalist. Yes. Uh, turns out he is the coach and possible player at Kyneton Football Club. Uh, he's obviously uh, who are obviously doing very well for themselves. Still looked in great shape and was training the haste down uh, with his teammates, who looked at least twenty years younger than him. I mean, Chappie was always. Uh, he just seemed like one of those blokes who wasn't going to blow up. You know, he just seemed that kind of solid, nuggety, I reckon. Fit kind and of And he's bloke. also one of those players who looked forty when he was twenty. I think it's, yes. it's a hair thing, obviously, but like yeah. it's like Br- yeah. Brent Guerra, like when he got the wig, like he yeah. turned back time fifteen years. And you're like, who's that sprightly young man? <laughs> <laughs> Betting on the greyhounds. But Chappie, Chappie I, well, I think he was kind of the initiator of the Kennet curse. And actually, he was the initiator of the Geelong run, really, by the fact he cracked it after like round six or so in uh, 2007 and said, you know, I can't handle this. We've got to lift our game. And then they obviously went on to be fucking dominant for 15 fucking years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. fucking yeah. Good on them. Fucking, yeah, fucking, fucking cats. 
<laughs> anyway, we've got our live show September 3rd. Uh, Sunday at Morris House. Get your tickets to try booking. There's going to be some great guests coming along. We're going to hit the road via Dunk Time for Pod at Team on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and go. Baggers. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.